Welcome to the Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. When it comes to active gear and apparel, shoes are the show. And these days, running shoes are the main attraction in the show. Because thanks to a recent event you may have heard of called The Pandemic, people are running more than ever. This increase in users has created a perfect storm of shoes that are in demand stylistically and functionally, as well as more attention being paid to categories like trail run that have historically been more of a focus on the outdoor side of things. This has led to the larger inclusion of outdoor at trade shows like The Running Event and brands like bootmaker Loa expanding into the run category. And on the surface, that makes a lot of sense for someone like Loa. Why not capitalize on the growth of an adjacent category by expanding into it? but that's not as easy as it may sound. First of all, no retail buyer wakes up asking for something new to consider. The tyranny of the day-to-day -day for a retailer is endless, and the work that is required of them to establish a new brand or style is high. If you're a brand and you have something new, it needs to stand apart or already be in demand, otherwise you may just be creating more work for your retail partners. Also, be it a small specialty store or a massive big box chain, there are always a set number of styles that will carry over from season to season and then a handful of spots that might get you a shot at the big leagues. And because of that, you have to be willing to take the long view. Even if you're an established brand like Loa, and even if your new product is great, the cost of development, production, and inventory is high and not likely to pay off for several seasons even if you exceed your expectations at launch. And that's before we get into the marketing initiatives and athlete endorsements and seeding. For anyone, this is a long, hard road to hoe, and rarely are things ever a slam dunk. But like I said at the top, opportunities are much greater than they used to be. 10 years ago, brands had to compete solely on new technology and stayed almost entirely in their own silos. But when we see Rihanna perform at the Super Bowl halftime show and a pair of Solomon Trail Runners, it shows us there are more ways than ever for brands to find an audience. Now, I'm a shoe dog from my retail days, and I love talking about this stuff, so I asked Peter Vary to come on the show. Peter is a journalist and senior editor for Footwear News, a trade publication dedicated to all things footwear. Peter covered the new ATR line from Loa and is reporting from the Outdoor Retailer Show in January, and he's on the front line of all the new products in the running world, so there is really no one better to talk about this than Peter. During our conversation, he gave him the lowdown on the current running boom and then his personal top brands to watch in 2023. So, let's get into it. I'm Colin True, this is The Rock Fight, and today, we're picking a fight with running shoes. Peter, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you very much for having me. So, broadly speaking, I kind of want to start with, you know, across the board at outdoor, outdoor adjacent, even sporting goods, you know, kind of what's, what's working, right? So, footwear like all other categories is, is pretty mature. You know, we have so many options, established brands. It's hard to think of what could kick in the door and shake up shoe walls. Just from your perspective, someone covering the space, you know, what is working? I know run is booming. Um, is that carrying over to other categories like, like outdoor athletic, you know, what, what is working right now on shoe walls kind of across the U S I would say right now run is the hottest category. Uh, I spoke with, Matt Powell, who is formerly of NPD and now has right. his consulting firm, Spurwink River. And we spoke about the first nine months of 2022. And in the broader market, running was the second largest category next to sport lifestyle. So right now there is a lot of heat and run. And it's not an incorrect thing to say that it is really the hottest market right now, the hottest category. Uh, and I think it's also important to identify some trends that are going on in, uh, in terms of participation. Mm -hmm. Because 
that kind of gives you an indication of uh, how brands are going to react, how retailers are going to react. So the Sports and Fitness Industry Association releases a top line report every year. With the pandemic, a running boom uh, ensued. And with gyms reopening, the numbers are, are a little off and they're a little tough to dissect because running decreased, but treadmill activity increased. So basically the people who are running outside are really just running inside now. Um, so if you look at the numbers uh, from 2020 to 2021, according to SFIA, uh, there was a decrease in running from 50.7 million runners in 2020 to mm -hmm. 49 million in 2021. But treadmill use increased 7.6%. So it went from 49.8 million in 2020 to 53.6 million in 2021. So those new runners that emerged from the pandemic, they're still running. So I would say that the the running heat isn't going to dissipate anytime soon because people are still doing the activity. They may not be doing it in the road, but they're still running. And I think it's also uh, important to look at where running is working right now. So I just did a story at the top of the year, uh, which spoke about the outdoor specialty retail channel really investing in the running category and it is right. doing very well there. So at Outdoor Retailer during the NPD uh, presentation, uh, NPD revealed its top 10 growing outdoor categories. And this is for the 12 months ending October 2022. And this included uh, sports specialty e-commerce, uh, included uh, some uh, outdoor specialty channel. And the number four category was running. It hit 2.4 billion in that period. So wow. Clearly, there's a lot of heat uh, within the running market. So this bodes well for the the reason for for, for the the brand that kind of you know sparked my interest in chatting with you, right? The announcement about Loa's you know uh, new trail running shoes. And no disrespect to Loa, I I love Loa. I was telling you before we hit record, I think they're a great brand. I actually had reps that worked for me that repped Loa. I think they make incredible products. And they're but they're a good example to shine a light on because the connection that's kind of being made here, you know, we an established hiking, mountaineering, climbing footwear brand running is booing. We need new revenue streams. Let's get into trail running. But it kind of says easy does hard. Right. So brand perception matters. I see Loa as a big, heavy boot brand that has the name boot in its website URL. Um, you know, if, if it's going to have, they're going to have success, it will take a lot of seating, athlete endorsements, multiple seasons of minimal placements, potentially, and potentially accepting back unsold inventory. But, you know, that being said, you know, you, all of these sort of stars do seem to be aligning that maybe the hiking crowd is now looking for something like a Loa as well. But still, even then, what is success? You know, is it one to two skews on the wall? So I guess when you met with the Loa team, when you were covering them at, at these shows, you know, how did they define success in this endeavor? And I guess the second follow up question is, did they cite any of this data in their decision to launch ATR? So the decision for Loa to enter the trail running space was basically there were certain categories that they didn't have a presence in. And this one made the most sense to enter. Um, it, it basically I was speaking with uh, Peter Sachs, who is the GM of Loa, and he had said that this will round out its line. Uh, running is a very big category, so it's like you're going to hit the most. You have the potential to hit the most consumers by entering the run category, and also the the one thing that Loa really was targeting was attracting a young consumer. 
okay. you know, trail running silhouettes are what younger consumers are wearing. Um, also, it's athletes, the, the brands, athletes that they back. They're using trail running silhouettes to train when they're not doing hikes or doing any more uh, right. intense types of activities. So it just makes perfect sense for them to get into this space. But if you're a retail buyer, you know, putting you in the shoes of the retail buyer, why, why are you considering the ATR line? You know, if you're looking for something that's not currently being offered by another established trail running brand that maybe you already have on your wall, right? How, you know, why are you bringing that in and, you know, and adding that to the assortment over the latest from Ultra or Hoka or somebody else who's already kind of established in that space? Well, Loa is an established brand, right? Mm -hmm. Loa isn't a, a new brand to the outdoor market. Loa has a history for being a quality boot maker, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, 100 years. The name itself, I mean, if, if you see the name, it's like, oh, this is interesting. Like Loa is doing something that they haven't done before. It, it's it, the name is synonymous with quality within the market. So I, I don't really see this as, as a tremendous risk. Like, yes, not an easy task to just jump into trail running. Right. Right. Making a making a running shoe of any kind versus making a boot is a totally different process. Everything about the, the product is different. So it's not like, oh, I'm a brand. I make this. I can just jump in here. No, you can't. You have to have some commitment to it. Right. And you have to realize that hey, maybe you're going to fail here and there. But if you stick with it and you keep going and you're committed to making this quality product, you'll be on the right track. And Loa has a name with that's synonymous with quality within this this market. It, it, as long as they keep up with it, you know, why why not give it a shot if you're a retailer? I mean, that's really the, the, the thing is how long are you willing to commit to this, right? Because even established brands, sometimes getting a new model established or whatever it is, like that, those are, you know, e even Nike has probably re reams of data on shoes that didn't sell for whatever reason, right? Uh, and I get, you know, the other thing though about the, the low shoes, they are they don't seem like they're cheap. They're a little on the higher end side of pr price. Is that something that was discussed about, you know, about why it was the technology you know, there, is it just they're looking to kind of get that top of the pyramid when with with these uh, with these shoes? Well, Lowe's always been a premium brand, right? They, they don't make the $130, $140 price point product. They've right. always made product that has a, a slightly higher price tag. But consumers of Lowe know that, yes, it may have a slightly higher price tag than the competitors, but you're also getting top tier technology. You're getting tried and true products. So I, I would kind of liken it to that. Yeah. Also, I'm, I'm looking at the prices now. I have them in my notes. 160 to 175 for is the, the range and price for the three silhouettes. That's not far off from right. the other trail runners, right? I was looking at some stuff from Hocus and stuff from Saucony before this conversation. You're looking at 130, 140, 150 range. You know, Ultra even goes up to, uh, I believe, around $200 for a couple of trail running silhouettes you're not far off from your competitors. So right. I, I don't I don't really look at this as premium price points. I kind of look at this as average at this point. The thing I will say about them, and I've not held them in my hand, I've only seen maybe some photos like from your articles and other coverage of them. They look good. I think they're a good looking shoe. And I mean, that's half the battle, right? I think you look at the, there are this, there are the Hoka's and the Ultra's that come to market and it's function first. 
And then, you know, they get a big, you know, sugar daddy parent that kind of like whips them into shape visually or aesthetically. Um, and I'm an ultra guy. I've worn Lone Peaks for you know, the last 10 years. So like I, I say that with love, but I thought the the uh, the ATR line looked good. It was did that translate in, in person as well when you're holding them? I thought they did look like a, a quality trail running shoe. And I, I don't think that they um, aesthetically, I don't think they laxed on aesthetics. I think that they realized that you, you have to deliver on aesthetics as well as performance. And one thing I'd point out about those three silhouettes, and I was looking through um, some of the older stories that I've done. I was looking through some outdoor retailer covers from 2018, 2019. And I started noticing that they have a through line. Like they have this, um, uh, this green hue and this orange hue that they've used for years throughout their silhouettes. Mm. It's like, it's very easily identifiable as Loa. So I think that's also a benefit with this. Um, and also it's not overbearing, right? Like these shoes don't look like NASCAR race cars, right? <laughs> they're not these, they're not a hundred different colors. It's right. a, a very simple base color with pops of other colors. And I think if you're not in a, a, a an avid sneaker or avid avid shoe consumer and you don't want anything crazy looking but you don't want it to be boring either this might be for you right it's, right it's it's not overbearing but it's not boring yeah uh, so aesthetically i also think the line they they did pretty well with it well like i said we're not here to, to beat up on low it's it is a I think the what is the last brand that you recall kind of breaking through? And I've been out of the space for a while, but it seems to be that on was probably the last kind of running brand where it's like we had a moment where they kind of broke through. You started to see them around. I see people wearing them. You know, previous to that was probably the Hoka's, the Ultras, things like that. Is that is that about is that what you would say as well as on the sort of the last brand to kind of crack through in this space? I would say on and Hoka at pretty much the same time um you know i know every conversation that i have with a retailer with a brand with an analyst it's like the name isn't hoka and on it's hoka and on or on and hoka they are always mentioned in the same breath um what i will say i've done a, a lot of speaking with some specialty uh run retailers and some specialty outdoor retailers I think the next brand that's going to crack the wall in a major way, and we've been discussing uh, the brand throughout this conversation, is Ultra. I haven't heard a single retailer not heap amounts of praise on Ultra for what they're doing in 2023. Um, so I, I can, ex I would expect it's not probably going to happen with the same emphasis as Hogan on because right. that was just like that came out of nowhere and those brands are walk around New York city. You're everybody's in Hoka and on crazy. So I, it's, it's going to be tough for another brand to do that. But if any brand is, it's most likely going to be ultra at this point, going back to it, you know, finding your way, even if you do everything right, you know, you still have to win over buyers. Buyers are busy, right? Why do I need another shoe? Even if it's a brand I'm already carrying, why do I want to add your shoe? So, you know, how are you, how would you define success or do you have examples of success of failures of people who've tried this before? I actually, I do. So without naming the names of the brands, I have two kind of uh, two conversations I've had over the past few years that would, uh, I guess, best illustrate how difficult it is for a brand, no matter how established the brand is to jump into a new category and even one as tough or as ultra competitive as the running uh, market is. So in winter 2018, uh, I spoke with one brand and 
the brand introduced trail runners. It has never gone into the trail running category before. And, you know, looking at the product, it looked good. And, and it seemed like something that could have some promise. It lasted one season. They did one one release, never got back into trail running, spoke with them about maybe a year and a half later about the same topic. And it was just, you know, it wasn't uh, uh, it wasn't a natural transition as they would would have hoped it would have been. Uh, Summer That's 21. quick, though. I mean, all that. I mean, you think of the effort of launching new shoes and the design and the development and the trips to China. I mean, all the stuff to just right. give it and, one crack. And this is this is a brand that is a quality brand. It is it is synonymous mm. with delivering products that consumers love. I mean, it's, it's not a brand that's just new and trying a new brand that's trying something new. This is a brand that's right. been around for a while and one season and then just backed away uh another conversation i had uh summer 2021 and i was speaking with this brand doing a deep dive on uh you know what they were doing to their to the new headquarters that they had uh they were talking about some new products they were delivering uh and how the pandemic was impacting mm-hmm. this this uh growth because it was a brand that um new consumers were attracted to it wasn't just longtime consumers. These were they were attracting consumers who are new to um, the outdoor market and keeping them. And, and it was it was a great growth story. And I said, hey, you know, you don't have trail runners in your line. Is that something you'd ever get into? And it was just a, a firm no. Like this is something that is completely <laughs> different than anything we make. We we make you know hiking boots. We make casual boots, uh, casual footwear. We we do. A lot of different things, but it's not an easy transition to just jump right into trail run to the point where it's like it's we're going to invest so much time, so much energy into something that may not take off for us. But we have great light hikers, great hiking boots. Just stick with what we know. So for any company, for any company that's trying to get into a completely different market, it's not easy. And I think these no. brands know it. And I, I, and I think it's also, if we go back to talking about Loa, it's kind of admirable that yeah. they're not coming out with one style. They're coming out with three. They have three different consumers they're targeting with these products. They're really giving it a shot. Uh, is there a shift in the consumer base that can allow for new brands to find traction that maybe you wouldn't have seen in years past? Well, I think more than ever, consumers want variety, uh, they want some newness. Uh, yes, nostalgia is obviously huge right now. People want these heritage looks, but they equally want variety. They don't want the same thing that everyone else is wearing. Um, th- that's why you see the Solomons, the Hokas, Ons doing well. Ultra is coming on strong right now. Yeah, uh, One of the brands that I did a story on uh, in our January issue uh, was Norda. And Norda is uh, a brand that is working with Dyneema, is working with Vibram. It is a very tech-loaded product for the trail, but it's also very stylish. I I remember going into Extra Butter in Long Island City. They have Norda on the wall. It's that $300 Canadian brand, right? Yes. uh, (laughs) They're expensive. Slightly lower price point. Slightly lower than that. Um, They're they're more than the lower ATRs. (laughs) And and even with that, you know, like I said, I saw them in in, uh, Extra Butter in Long Island City. When I was speaking with them at the top of the year, uh, they're opening Kith and Dover Street Market. So, like, crazy. They're not going into these 
you know, lesser tier retail, like they're going into the best. Yeah. And they're next to a Solomon. They're next to a Hoka, next one on. So I, I think now more than ever, people aren't saying, I know this brand, so I'm just going to buy it. They're going to go in and say, I like this. This this is for me. This is can, this can be my brand. And when I say this could be my brand, it also could be multiple brands can be their brand. I think that's a good thing. I think about, you know, but you know, our generation, at least my generation, I'm not sure how much older I am than you, but it's like, you know, they a lot of hate for the internet. You know, it was better back with when I look at my kids, man, they're listening to music from the 70s, from the 60s, from the 90s, modern day stuff. Like it just sort of it is. It's about what's cool. It's not, you know, a divisive decision. Like I'm on this team or this group. I like this. It's like, no, no, no. What's cool? What looks good? You know? Oh, I like that. I'm going to wear it. Hey, you don't like it. I don't care. I do. I think that's a, I think that's a positive uh, part of our evolution here. You know, the one thing it, it, I, I think in footwear that hasn't been lost is discovery. And I think there's actually a greater sense of discovery now. Like, yes, you can look online, see what you like, things like that. But you go into a shoe store, you go into Kith, like talk to Ronnie Fide at Kith about footwear. It's like he opens up in a way I've never seen any retailer before, right? Like he still loves finding these new brands. And, And I feel like that kind of still, that kind of, is is revealed in consumers too right i don't i don't yeah. think consumers you know when they go into a shoe hall i don't think they necessarily necessarily see three stripes or swoosh or whatever branding it is and immediately jump to it i think they go for something that they can own themselves something that could be their brand i, I think right that's the era that we're in today i think we're in an era where if it looks good and it's something that resonates with you they're going to try it on well, I think we, we definitely can wish Lowell good luck. I think we're both rooting for him. I'm glad the product looks good. You know, the t- tough road ahead of him, but uh, but also at the same time, it's always great to see new stuff. So to wrap up, I ask you to prepare sort of your top five footwear brands that you're keeping an eye on in 2023. You know, you can cheat if you want, if you want to tie in a couple of different models or a couple of different brands, honorable mentions, however you want. But at the end of the day, you, the footwear guy, writing about footwear for a living, who are you keeping an eye on as we head into 2023? All right. So just to give people a peek behind the curtain, when we spoke about some of the topics in advance, you had mentioned the top five of sorts. Right. And I asked if we could amend that because I could just name hundreds. And <laughs> I would not stop talking. You got to kill your babies, man. You got you to whittle it down. But now I can't. I'm actually going to go four. Oh. And the reason I'm going to go four. Whittle it way down. I'm going to go way down. The reason I'm going to name four is because these are the brands that I'm hearing so much about from retailers, so much about from brand, uh, you know, competitive brands, right. uh, so much from you know, it's just uh, the consumers I speak with and, and really the most, some of the, the, I hate the word influencer, but for lack of a better word, these style influencers, right? The sure. They're focused on and poking on have to follow that storyline right Hoka and on seem to be forever attached to each other um and with good reason right they're growing exponentially uh they are brands that are rooted in performance but have style elements that are really attractive to today's consumer so that storyline i'm definitely keeping an eye on for 2023 specifically you know hoka just released a shoe called the transport and this is something very different from anything that Hoka has released before. Like you've never seen Hoka release a lifestyle sneaker. Yeah, this that's new. A, a sneaker, they bill it as something that's built for the everyday explorer. And it is a very, it is 
uh, a low key looking silhouette. It is not overbuilt. It is easy to style. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what Hoka has to offer and how mm -hmm. Hoka uh, performs in 2023. Specific to On, there's really nothing the brand can do and win at right now, right? Like one of the silhouettes that released last year, I believe it was last year, um, was the Cloud Monster. This, uh, you know, very, uh, it, it's sitting on a massive midsole. Uh, it is a, a very plush cushion shoe. And, you know, I, I had to catch my train uh, about a week ago. I had them on, had to sprint for it. And make you run faster, it. jump higher. Exactly. Yeah. On, on cloud monster, run faster, jump higher. But you know, that's, that's one of those shoes that, you know, on has never gone that direction and on went right. that direction in 2022. And I have not heard a dissatisfied consumer. And then wow. even if you look at something like the cloud, look in an airport and any airport, any city, yeah, dude, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, what on has to offer and how that story plays out in 2023. Uh, Solomon, is the it shoe in new york city it's the it shoe in really? so many different places like s lab uh, stuff like the the, the, the xt4 the xt6 the snow cross those are the shoes that wow. are everywhere right now that was like the most outdoorsy shoe like what 10 years ago i mean like that's what like you know outdoorks like me were wearing you know like so that's so cool the way to see to see that come around like that and it's now the it fashion shoe, right? Like Amazing. people are wearing it beyond just it, the the performance characteristics. And we've talked a lot today about Ultra, and that's the fourth brand that I would name. Um, speaking with the outdoor specialty retailers, Tim Olympus on the trail side are the two shoes that I'm hearing so much about. One of the shoes that I I find particularly interesting is the Mont Blanc with the mm -hmm. dual boa on the upper. Uh, I think it's a, a solid shoe, and I think all you know, all three of those are, are worthy of of seeing how they play out for the rest of the year. Right. If you look on the road side, the Via Olympus is something that is getting a lot of traction. Uh, the Paradigm Six, I would argue that Paradigm Six is the best looking Paradigm yet, and that is one of the um, the franchises from Ultra that does yeah. well. So and. and both specialty run retailers and outdoor specialty retailers are really excited about Ultra. So I am excited to see what happens for Ultra in 2023. And there's anyway. so many other brands too. I mean, I know I just named four, but I mean, I just, yeah. before we got into this conversation, I saw a new gel Nimbus. I'm like, wow, that doesn't look like any gel Nimbus ASIC has ever produced before. And it looked great. That's great and to hear. You know, I'm, I'm, you can't see off camera, but I have a stack of Noble sitting next to me right now. <laughs> And at the bottom of the stack is Adidas. So it's like every brand has something that's worth watching right now. It's, it's, we're, we're in a time where if you love performance silhouettes, one, they're going to look better than they ever have. And two, they're going to perform better than they ever have. And it's like, there's so many good things to watch. Like 2023 is going to be a fun year to watch how the performance side of the business really plays out. Peter, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate having you on. Hopefully, hopefully we can do it again sometime. Oh, man, scratch the hopefully. We'll definitely do this again sometime. <laughs> right on. Thanks, bud. Thank you. That's our show for today. Thanks for listening to The Rock Fight. I'm Colin True. I want to thank my guest, Peter Vary. Be sure to check out Footwear News at footwearnews.com and on all social platforms where their handle is at footwearnews. 
Want to pick a fight with the Rock Fight? Send your comments and suggestions to myrockfight at gmail.com. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight, LLC.